You're listening to the Professional Brotherhood Podcast, because when the alarm sounds, nobody cares if you're career or volunteer. Morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Professional Brotherhood Podcast. Um, I'm recording in the car this morning on my way to work, and I've told you before, lots of times when I record these episodes, it's just because I'm having all kinds of thoughts, and I'm, I'm like, you know, while the thoughts are fresh, I gotta just hit the record button, and uh, that's been happening over the last, I don't know, 24 hours or so. Um, so yeah, here I am. Um, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you celebrate. I, I hope you're enjoying this time of year um, with your family and your friends and your loved ones. Um, those of you that just had elections, uh, congratulations. Um, I hope that you have a great 2024. Uh, if you were not successful uh, in your um strive in your desire to gain a position this year don't quit go, go back at it again this this year or uh, for next year you know keep learning keep practicing keep educating yourself do what you got to do I, I got to tell you I don't normally talk um, much about my department because uh, I like to keep, keep things you know kind of on a neutral playing field uh, but I'm probably going to mention a couple of things today um, one of them that has to do with elections because it's something that you know, I don't know that I've really experienced in in my time as a volunteer. So um, uh, we had uh, we had uh, two two guys running for uh, the lieutenant's position this year, our our second lieutenant's position, and um, two two well qualified guys, uh, two two well liked guys, uh, dedicated. Uh, volunteers, uh, just good brothers, you know what I mean? Both of them. Uh, they both bring unique things to the table, um, and they're friends, right? And they're good friends. And um, it, was a, it was a very hard decision uh, for our membership to, to make. I know it was. Uh, well, by the, by the results of the tally, I know that it was. And I, I got to say that, that the – We've all seen elections just become shitty, right? Even people that are like kind of friendly, we've seen them get shitty. We've seen the, you know, the underhanded, you know, backdoor bullshit, uh, talking about one each other behind their backs, and, and and a lot of us hate election season for that reason, right? But here you've got two guys um, that that both had pros and cons. Um, like I said, are both dedicated, good, likable guys that could, that could both, uh, that will, will both and are both assets to the department. And one won and one lost. And the way they handled themselves through the entire process, even, you know, up until the vote and after the vote was just extremely commendable, you know, and, and how they both handled themselves, um, I got to tell you, I as as a chief officer and and now the chief elect office, uh, the chief elect again, um, it, I'm just extremely proud of the both of them. And 
and it's just another reason that that I love my department so much is is the way that honestly the way that things are handled sometimes and and uh, these guys probably don't even know I'm talking about it this morning. They may listen to it, they may not, but but I, you know it, it was good to see. And um, I, I gotta say, I, I hope that I we've Karen and I have gotten emails uh, from uh, from a few uh, people. Um, just kind of airing their frustrations or looking for advice, which we love. And it, it humbles us tremendously that, that somebody would reach out to us and ask us for our advice. But, um, you know, I, I know there's so many frustrations out there in the volunteer fire service around election time. And, um, and I know they're all not going to be like this. You know, I know we'll have those that are, you know, that are shitty. Uh, but I, but I can only hope that you get to experience something like this once in your volunteer career, and know that it doesn't always need to be like this, that it, or it doesn't always need to be nasty. You know that, that people can run against one another, um, accept the outcome, and move on, and realize that regardless of the outcome, they're still going to come back tomorrow and they're still going to do their job and they're still going to serve the community and yeah they're just going to do it so i I hope you get to experience that um today's episode a a buddy of mine is going to laugh right now because this is a result of a conversation the two of us had Uh, and this is this is that friend of mine that we 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 laugh about things we break each other's balls um, we can pick on each other's flaws and not get offended by it. And we laugh about the, the fire service, right? Because let's face it, there's lots to laugh about in the fire service. So, uh, title of this episode is we're our own worst enemy. And I've talked about this before, right? I've mentioned that we're our own worst enemy before. And I know so many brothers in the volunteer fire service get all pissed off when they look at spot the vile chief or hitting it hard from the yard or see something on Facebook and they're like, oh, they don't understand, you know, we're just volunteers. Oh, it makes me, it makes my, makes every part of my being fucking cringe when somebody says, oh, we're just volunteers. Because you all know how I feel about that. I feel we're held, we have to be held to the same standard as our career brothers and sisters. And, and I believe firmly about that, right? Um, but we've just seen a lot of crap over the last few weeks that, you know, again, I don't understand it. I mean, I do understand it, but I don't understand it. So, you know, let's just throw some of the stuff out there, right? And, and, and a lot of us are freaking hypocrites, and I don't, even, I don't even know if we realize we're being hypocrites, right? So, we all know there's this huge push. You're, you're sleeping if you don't see all the news about cancer in the fire service, right? Um, you're sleeping if you, if you don't realize that this is a problem. And, and there's courses dedicated to it, and there's people out there doing good work going out there and educating the fire community about the dangers of cancer in the fire service and the dangers of our PPE and how that's related to cancer in the fire service. But yet there's not a day that goes by that I don't fire up my Instagram or fire up Facebook and see somebody doing something 
that they don't need to be doing in their dirty, nasty, toxin-filled fucking turnout gear. Even, even if it was just washed yesterday, right, you're not getting 100% of those carcinogens out of your turnout gear. So why are you putting your freaking turnout gear on to purposely create a sweat and work out knowing because you're out there preaching to the, you know, you're out there preaching about to your department about, about cancer and the fire service, or you're out there trying to spread a message, but then you're also enabling, you're also enabling this behavior, right? It's freaking stupid. You know, you're going out there spending a gazillion dollars on a new piece of apparatus that has gearboxes in it that basically have uh, ventil- uh, recovery ventilators in them to exchange the air, right? So you're not putting bare, bad air into your vehicle that you're driving around, right? Spending thousands and thousands of dollars on this, but yet at the but yet at the same freaking time, you're you're putting on your gear, right? To to go do jumping jacks on your bay floor. I mean, come on, right? Let, this is this is just it, this is just freaking asinine, right? It's 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 stupid. And I, I know some of you are going to listen to this message and you're going to whatever. You're going to get all butthurt about it. But look in the freaking mirror, right? Look in the mirror. If you're if you're going to if you're going to line yourself with a message and spread a message, then don't be a freaking hypocrite. Just don't be a hypocrite. That's all. That's all I'm saying, right? So that's the first thing we saw, right? Or we were laughing about, right? Whatever. Because it happens. Fire up your Instagram right now, and I guarantee you'll find some firefighter fitness influencer that's running around in their freaking turnout gear, right? And then talking about firefighter cancers, right? It's ridiculous, all right? Um, Beards, man. Beards in the fire service. I, I just don't look. I live in the Catskill Mountains of New York, right? I'm surrounded by friends and neighbors and family members that feel that the first day of deer season should be a national holiday, right? I get it. I understand. But. This facial hair thing, it just seems to progressively get worse. And I've had conversations with good people, good leaders that get it, that respond to me and say, well, Brian, if we, if we, uh, uh, if we enforce the facial hair policy, we wouldn't have any volunteers. You know what? I don't believe it. I call you, I call bullshit. I 100% call bullshit. And you know why I call bullshit? I'm going to go back to years ago when my original department got rid of the bar that was in the firehouse. And I remember the argument back then of several of the members. If you close down the bar, you're going to lose all your manpower. If you, if you close down the bar, you're going to lose all your manpower. Well, guess what didn't happen when the bar got closed down? 
Sure, there was a lot of noise. There was a lot of fucking hoopla. There was a lot hoopla. <laughs> there was a, there was a lot of noise, right? But did a few guys get butt hurt and maybe not come around for a few weeks? Yep. But guess what eventually happened? They came back. They came back. Because you know what? If you truly love this, if you truly love what you do and you do it for the right reasons, there is no rule that is going to keep you away. There's lots of rules I disagree with, right? Lots of regulations that I disagree with, right? I disagree with the application, with a good part of the application of NFPA 1403 to a building that is designed to do live firing, right? Why? Because I, I think that there's sections of that live fire policy that are written for acquired structures, and an acquired structure is completely different than a structure that is designed to do live fire in. And I think there, there should be two separate policies, right? One for acquired buildings and one for training facilities. Right? Maybe that'll happen one day. Maybe it's in the works. I don't freaking know. I'm not that high on the totem pole, right? But I agree with that. But does that mean that when I go and I do live burns, I don't follow the 1403 policy? No, I'd be a fucking moron not to, right? Because God forbid somebody gets hurt. What's the first thing that they're going to show me? They're going to show me that policy that I didn't follow, right? So I love when I talk to these chiefs and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I can't, I, I can't enforce the facial hair policy. But yet they, they, they claim to be leaders, right? Yet these same chiefs claim to be leaders. Um, these are the same people that will tell their brand new firefighter that he's got to shave when he goes to firefighter one class. And then as soon as this kid graduates, tell him it's okay to grow a beard back or grow a goatee or go whatever the freak he had before. You're perpetuating the problem. You're in a leadership position and you're perpetuating the problem. And you know what? If the chief is the problem, you know who's above the chief? The authority having jurisdiction. And if the authority having jurisdiction is turning a blind eye to this, right, they're the problem too. So you people are perpetuating the problem all the way up the chain. You're perpetuating the problem, right? And look, I'm not saying that if a guy shows up with a five o'clock shadow, you tell him you can't do the job. But if a guy is consciously growing a freaking Paul Bunyan beard, right, he should not have an SCBA on at a fire. That's it. Shouldn't happen, right? And if the authority having jurisdiction is allowing this to happen because they think they're going to lose members, newsflash, guys, if, if, you're, if your people love what they do, you're not going to lose members. You might get a couple guys that are butt hurt, say they're not coming around, not come around for a couple days, and then they'll be back because they realize they miss it so much. And then you'll have guys that'll be like, all right, so I can't have a beard, but I can fucking grow this badass Sydney stash and, and, and still and still be okay to do the job, right? So stop perpetuating the problem. Stop blaming it. Stop saying, oh, we're not gonna. We won't have. That is bullshit. Because let me tell you something. If you're the chief, and your guys get injured, right? And your guys take on smoke um, or toxins because you're not enforcing the standard, there's going to come a day of reckoning. There's going to come a day of reckoning for a lot of us. And, and I, I don't wish that for you. And I know a lot of you are listening to this going, oh, that fucking Soller, you know, he's always out there, you know, 
getting up on his soapbox. I'm telling you shit that you already know, right? I'm, I'm telling everybody things that you already know, that you're just afraid to look in the mirror and have the balls to enforce. And that if you had the balls to enforce it and went to your fire district or your commissioners and said, hey, we need to start enforcing this, right? They might actually have the balls to enforce as well. And, and I'll give you another story from home, right? From home, from my own place. Because I, it happens. It happens in my own place too, right? But we caught a job in the last week. One of my guys, one of my interior guys is taking part in a, in a, in a thing at work right now, right? Where they're all go, growing, you know, beards for a cause kind of thing. And good for him. God bless, right? I don't have a problem with that. But guess what? We caught a job and he's on the crew walking up to the scene. And guess what he doesn't have on? Doesn't have on an SCBA. Now that brother, that brother could have, he could have pushed the envelope. He could have thrown on an SCBA. He could have walked in. He could have tried to sneak in some work, right? But he didn't. You know why? Because he respects the rules. He respects the rules and regulations, right? He respects the fact that I'm a leader, right? I'm a leader in this organization. And if I make this choice right now, if I make this choice right now, other people in the organization, those with less time than me, are going to think it's okay. And God bless him for making that decision, right? And understanding that it's it's bigger. It's bigger than just him, right? It's bigger than just him because he's setting an example that other people are going to see. Same thing with drinking and zero tolerance, my friends. Same goddamn thing. If you're setting an example that it's okay to have a couple beers and then jump in your truck and respond to a call or jump in your truck with a with with another member after you've been hanging out at a barbecue together and respond to a call after you've pounded back a couple of cocktails and your people know it and you have a zero tolerance policy, forget Forget all the fucking ramifications that are going to happen to you if you actually get into an accident or something bad happens. I hope that never happens to you. But again, do you realize what kind of an example you are setting for your people, for the people below you that know damn well that you're at a barbecue or a party where you're consuming alcohol? They know, right? Because there's other people there that see you. And then you show up at a fire call. They know. And you're setting an example that says it's okay. My behavior is okay. My behavior is okay. There are plenty of events that I go to that I would like to toss back a couple. But for various reasons, I don't. There's no other officers in the district. So I know that I, I have to, you know, I have to be able to respond if something comes in. Right. And again, we're volunteer. I don't know if we're going to have a call or not. I'm not on duty technically, but guess what? We're volunteers. We're always on duty. Right. So I'm making a conscious decision that I know there's nobody else available. I'm at a barbecue where people are having cocktails and enjoying themselves. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not drinking today. 
right? I go to an event at the firehouse where we have, where we have alcoholic beverages. You know what? Make it a conscious choice. I'm not drinking today. Or make a conscious choice. Hey, brother, you're in charge. You're the officer in charge. I'm having a few. We could have the biggest job since the fucking creation of the fire service, and I can't respond because I decided to drink. It's a conscious choice. It's a conscious choice. But we're our own worst enemy because we do all this stupid shit, and then we brag about it, or people catch us on camera, right? And post it on one of those other websites, and then we bitch about it like a bunch of little babies. When we know that if we looked in the mirror and took a good look at ourselves and did some self-reflection, we know that we're wrong. It's that simple. We know that we're wrong. So, though, again, I've said this before in the look in the mirror episode. Those of you that are listening to this episode right now, listening to me speak, and are getting all butthurt, and are going to go cry to your friends and say that I'm talking about local shit. When I'm not talking about local shit, I'm talking about nationwide shit. I'm talking about worldwide shit. All right. You people that, that, that listen to this and directly relate this to like my home area. Get over yourselves. You know why? Because I'm not joking when I say that people from Missouri, Kansas, fucking North Dakota. Other countries send us messages via Facebook, social, via Instagram, via Facebook, email, and talk about the same problems, the same issues, and ask how they can help make a change. This isn't a local issue that I'm talking about. There's people fighting this fight everywhere, and there's good leaders out there trying to make a change. You know what? Support them. And if you're somebody that's on the fence and knows that you need to make a change, knows that you need to make that call, don't be afraid to do it. Figure out a way to work that change in. Your people will understand in the long run. If you make them understand that that drink, that one drink that was so important to them before they jumped in that rig to respond, could affect their family, God forbid something happened to them on that run, you know what? They might have a change of heart. They really might. So that's where I'm at, my friends. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at. I, 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 think, I think that's enough for today. Um, again, I want to, I want to thank you guys for a great year. I know Kara and I didn't, didn't pump out as much content as we promised to. Uh, you know, look, life gets in the way. We're, we're, we're all, everybody, we, you know, if we're in this, this isn't our only thing. We, you know, we've got a million different, um, a million different irons in the fire and, uh, we all have to prioritize and not that this isn't a priority of mine, but you know, when it comes to, you know, work and family and firehouse, you know, those, all those things are obviously first and, and then I get to do this as well. Um, and you know, We've, we've put out some solid content this, this year, I believe, and, and thank you for all of your inspiration and those of you that reach out and share with us. Again, it's humbling. It really is humbling. Um, and, you know, and then, and, and even those of you that are local that, that, that support this platform and support what we do and understand that there's a place for these conversations, that it's about making positive change. 
right? And it's about looking in the mirror. I, I thank you for being able to do that, right? And being able to share what we do with others and be like, yo, this isn't about us as individuals. This is about, you know, making positive changes to make the volunteer fire service better. So just in case we don't have another episode before the end of the year, I, I thank you for a, a great 2023. I'm looking forward to a, an amazing 2024. I'm looking forward to being, you know, back, back at the helm again. And, and I, I thank my, the, you know, my members and, and my fire department family for just uh, supporting me unconditionally. Um, it's it's truly an honor that I do not take lightly, and I I love what I do. I've I love it as much today as I did the day I became a lieutenant almost 30 years ago. You know, I just I love being able to try to uh, help keep us moving forward and and making positive changes. And I even love dealing with the dealing with the tough situations sometimes and, and seeing a positive outcome. So. Thank you all. I, I, I truly appreciate you. Have a happy new year. Again, if you want to reach out, as always, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, via the website. Um, thanks again. Stay safe out there and happy new year.